Welcome to the Covenant Community Kids Podcast, Season 2. I am Jackie Jones. I'm Genevieve Jones. And our guest today is Simon Michler. How are you doing today? We are recording in the evening. (laughs) Yes, very happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming. How are you? How was your day? Like, it's almost 9 o'clock at night. It's... It is past yeah. my bedtime. I know. I was going to say it's <laughs> not yet, late, but on a school night. On a school night, nonetheless. On a school night. I know. That's what Alex is. Uh, well, I don't, Evie, I don't know how much you know about my personal life, but Alex is my husband. But he's always like right around like 9, 9 30. I can start to see his head nod in front of the TV. And that's always when. <laughs> I get the hint that it's might be time to go to bed. So by the time that we're done recording the podcast, I know he's going to step out of the office with his head hung low. I just want to go to bed. (laughs) Yep. That's very relatable. (laughs) Yeah. I've been up pretty late every night learning lines. It's just kind of my life now. I have, I'm doing two Shakespeare shows right now. And so it's, it's just like, all-encompassing. Like 15, 16-hour days. It's it's pretty fun, though. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, let's point out you're not just doing two Shakespeare shows. You are Romeo in one oh. of them, which yes. is, like, way bigger <laughs> responsibility. It's so fun, though. It's yeah. a good responsibility. But, yes, it is a lot. Um, but I'm excited. Anyway, I'm still very excited. So this is early for me. So I have a lot of energy, guys. So keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, one of us does. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Thanks again, Simon, for for being here. Um. So I know that we we grew up together. Um. Pretty much, I thought you were my cousin for a long time. <laughs> yep. And oh my god, if that's not a community kid problem, I don't know what it is. Yeah, right. Truly. <laughs> oh Jackie and I were born, I think, 19 days apart and yep. knew each other Aww. from the very first moments. <laughs> yeah, our moms were super tight. And yep. uh, yeah, it's uh, so I know that I know your story with community, but if you don't mind um, indulging us and telling us a little bit about. Um, your experience with joining community um, and your broad perspective of it. Sure. Um, So I am part of what I think is most commonly known as the Vandegrift clan. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, the Mishlers, the Mike Basovics, the Vandegrifts, I think it's extended out of the Flanagan's, you know, all of the, we're the Vandegrift clan, right? So we're uh we're loud and proud in the community um you mentioned how i joined community but i i mean i was born into it right so me joining the community (laughs) was well no no that's how i mean it's some people do uh voluntarily join which is beyond me but some people do um but i was you know born into it and raised and um was basically in the community until shortly after i got my driver's license um basically until shortly after i gained the slightest amount of independence (laughs) (laughs) right um yeah 
So that's how I'm involved. With, uh, did you ask another question? And that's how I'm involved with the community. I was born born yeah. into it and part of the Vandegrift clan and all of that. How do you? What is your sort of view of it today? Your if you if you are if you are on a date or you just met someone or you made a new friend and and it came up, how would you explain it to them? Um. I would say first and foremost that I think the concept of community can be a really great thing. Mm -hmm. I think it had a lot of really great potential um, just for, I mean, especially within the Christian community, but it had potential to be more than that. Um, but I mean, just the, the idea that's, uh, people from all different denominations of Christianity can gather and, um, you know, grow as Christians and all of that, uh, I think, could have been a really great concept. Today, I, uh, and, you know, even growing up, I thought, I actually didn't appreciate um, the concept and the idea of community um as much as i do now that i've left community right so growing up in it i didn't appreciate it i definitely took it for granted now that i've left community um i can actually appreciate the concept but i think the execution is appalling i think that it is not what it could have been um in fact i think it is harmful in so many ways um if i were to explain yeah I was if i were say, to explain it to that. somebody uh, who I just met. Well, I don't think I would because that would open up a lot. <laughs> of and I don't want to do that uh, first time meeting somebody. But if it did come up, I would say that it is a Christian-based cult. Yeah. That's the only way I can think to describe it. And I know that word has been floated around both on your podcast and outside of it. And that might be a harsh mm -hmm. word. It might be a harsh way to describe it. But I really can't think of a much better word. Yeah. Well, I think there are like there are cults that are worse, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like there are certainly cults that are like far more extreme. And But I don't think everything has to be that in order to be best understood as a cult, you know? So like sometimes I do that of like, well, okay, well, it's not like we're all drinking Kool-Aid and blah, blah, blah. But like right. there are enough elements, I think, that um, at least if I'm trying to explain it to someone Totally, I think that word is fair to use to convey the intensity of it, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. yeah, and the insularity of it, like the mm -hmm. the intense connectedness to each other, um, is very, uh, I think, worthy of that term at times. <laughs> it is. Um, I mean, even the fact that most community people live in the same neighborhood. Oak yeah. Book, mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very. Which I just Polish. drove there recently, and it's renamed. It's now Prospect Point. What? Yeah. Are you sure that's not the neighborhood across the way? Yeah, they took down the Oak Brook sign, and they it's now Whoa. Prospect Point. I'm oh sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, Whoa. I will never not call it Oak Brook. It's ingrained in my brain. <laughs> I know. That um, is something. Yeah. Wow. All sorry. right. No. Sorry. <laughs> Jackie dropping bombs on dropping us. Dropping bombs. There goes my childhood. Yep. 
thought I told you that, Evie. I'm sorry. <laughs> we could no, cut that. Okay. No, no, no. It's the you know, it's part of the moving on and yeah, creating our own new lives. Jeez, Louise, without Please. our consent or with it. <laughs> um, you said that there are a lot of parts of community that are appalling, which I think you know. Generally, I hear and I go, yes, agreed. But I'm curious, what are the parts that like specifically affected you or made you feel like this is not something I can be part of? Um, honestly, if I'm thinking specifically to me, it would be how, well, and it's kind of twofold because the first is that community, although contrary to its name, um, of community is very clicky. Um, and so if you didn't fit sort of a certain bill and there were many bills that I did not fit, um, you never, well, at least I personally never really felt like I belonged to a certain group. Mm. Um, and it's really hard to, it's, I mean, it's hard to grow up in that kind of space. Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, there were other parts of my childhood, not just community, but community was a big one. Um, my family was and uh, largely still is very involved. And so growing up, uh, I didn't, you know, we, I attended all of the events and things like that. Um, and the, so that, that was one part of it that's really, really appalling because it's contradictory to what the goal of community is at least from what i understand mm. or how i understand it um but the the other aspect of that is that there is this focus on hyper masculinity and hyper femininity mm -hmm. um and uh because i was never um, particularly athletic or involved in sports and i didn't like you know being outdoors um all of that kind of stuff. I didn't want to go to like all of the retreats and uh, things like that, where we were building things as men and all of that, <laughs> because it just, I never enjoyed any of that. Um, even at summer camp, you know, I didn't want to go fishing because I had to touch mm -hmm. worms and fish and all of that stuff. Yeah. And of course I got um, uh, teased for that and, you know, things like that. So it was just, uh, the emphasis on hypermasculinity and hyperfemininity also creates this environment that is just not super comfortable for somebody who doesn't fit perfectly in one of those, you know, labels. Yeah. Um, and of course that ties into me being gay and that, uh, I mean, I don't, I never came out in community. Um, mm -hmm. I was actually, that's not true. I told one person and it was an interesting experience. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that sort of, uh, and if I had, you know, been open about it in community, I don't, I also don't think that would have gone particularly well. Um, so, you know, things like that, I think are the most troubling aspects for me, uh, personally, I mm -hmm. see how community treats other people and that's, well, that's a whole nother conversation that we can circle back around to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's an interesting um, point that it, the point is to be community, and yet there are very, very specific, like, 
parameters that you have to fit within in order to be part of the community. So, which in some ways I think is like a natural social phenomenon, like that Mm -hmm. gatekeeping thing where it's like, well, we want to be super inclusive to this and this and this, you know, like in some ways I think that's just so human and like, but for a group that is supposed to be kind of divine and like, Mm -hmm selected by god to do this thing it's i think it's almost like you expect more than just mm-hmm. what humans do in groups like right you expect but, there to be something more right and i think my problem my biggest problem with the sort of clickiness of community was that you know you talk about it's it's human to be clicky and to uh it's just a social norm that happens right it does my biggest problem with it though was that those clicks develop naturally you gravitate towards certain people that you have common interests with with community that i mean it almost wasn't allowed um i know i felt very forced into these groups that i didn't Mm. want to be a part of that Mm. i didn't have anything in common with and therefore felt very uncomfortable in right ultimately yeah um so clicks happen, absolutely. Um, but when they're forced, it's never, never really a good thing. Totally. Right? It never that really makes ends sense. Well. Trying to shove a square block in a circle hole. Absolutely. Um, if I may, I want to share my earliest memory of you, Simon. <laughs> oh, boy. Because I think oh, it exactly. kind of fits into this conversation and it's just like so cute. Um, I hope it's not too embarrassing. Okay, so it was at Long Lake, which, you know, we all used to go there. And so you're probably like three, maybe, like young. And me and your mom and my mom and probably like Mrs. Michael Solvik and I don't know, a couple others were on the beach and they're all in their chairs. And you were like, I don't remember exactly what you were doing. You were collecting shells, I think giving gifts to the ladies, asking if they needed anything to drink, like wow. just taking care of everybody, being mm-hmm. so sweet. And they were all talking about like how you were just the sweetest, most precious child. And it was like, <laughs> I don't know why I just, I always remembered that as like, yeah, so I'm in so sweet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank true. you. Yeah. That's very nice of you to share. I don't, I don't know how, sweet I still am but I certainly do <laughs> like hosting and throwing parties and making sure that everyone has a drink and you do there you go. <laughs> so that is very hospitable changed. yeah <laughs> um I'm curious if you're willing to talk about it I know that you were involved a lot with the summer camps with community mm. uh specifically work of Christ summer camp um and I know you went to Pine Hills as well um do you mind telling us like a little bit about your involvement with them? Like, were you ever a counselor or were you a camper just all the way through both of those or one of them? Yeah. So I never went to uh, Pine Hills. As oh, level, right? okay. Yeah. I thought for some reason thought you did. No. Yeah. There, I had heard stories about like, it was, I understand. And from what I understood at the time, and granted I was like a child when I heard, these stories so they may be uh exaggerated in my head but of just like really extreme sports and like 
Oh, um, yeah. I was going to say, talk about like ultra masculinity and ultra right. It's yeah. And so needless to say, that never interested me. And I, I made that very clear to my parents that I was yeah. not going to be participating in okay. that film. Okay. Um, but even Work of Christ had a little bit of that divide. Um, like there was, there was, um, I think, and it's been a while. So if y'all remember more than I do, you have to correct me. But I think there was like a cooking class or something or like the women were allowed to be like the women uh campers were allowed to be in the kitchen and all that stuff whereas like the male campers had to be out picking up trash and things yeah like i that. do remember that um yeah. and i always thought well i want to be in the kitchen that sounds like fun yeah um and i love cooking and i love being in the kitchen i don't like See, picking i wanted up trash and... i wanted to be lifting heavy things i was like yeah let me get out there i'll show you what i got yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um, I remember very distinctly, uh, there was, and this is actually, I think I was on the service team by this point, but we, um, that, you know, all those service team members, uh, we were walking up to the main, like, kitchen hall area, and all the women, uh, went to go do, like, cleaning or the kitchen or something like that, and all the guys got in the bed of this truck, and we went around, and picked up all the trash and everything. And one of the girls, she's also like, she wants to be out getting dirty and lifting heavy things and mm -hmm. all of that. And she wanted to come with us. And uh, they said, well, this isn't a job for girls. And I just, even then at like 13 years old, I was like, that's not a thing that we should that be saying. Sucks. Like, I feel like we should not be telling girls what they can and can't do. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so that yeah. really got under my skin, even at 13 years old. But um yeah, summer camp was definitely uh, something. It was a lot of stuff that I really didn't want to do. Uh, <laughs> mm. um, you know, like, uh, well, I already said, like, fishing and all the gross yeah. things that boys tend to enjoy. Um, that they just assumed a boy would enjoy. Yeah, right. Um, I like the arts and crafts even though I suck at it, I'm still terrible at arts and crafts, but you know, it was fun. Um, that was fun. They had a really good setup. Yeah. Um, wow. Flashbacks. Whew. Right. <laughs> so many materials. Um, yeah. I know. A lot of artists would kill for half the stuff yeah. they had in that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you know, sleeping in tents. Oh my God, you guys slept in tents. I just remembered the girls had cabins and the boys had tents. I slept in a in a cabin one year. Um, I don't remember why. I don't remember why that happened. But the one year that I slept in a cabin, I actually uh, broke a tooth. Uh, that's a different story. Yeah, oh no. I was slammed into a metal pole and my tooth turned to powder and all of that. You were slammed uh, into a metal pole? Yeah, not, I don't think it was on purpose, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't on purpose. I think he was actually trying to help me. Okay. I don't know. That was all kind of a blur. My teeth turned to powder. So, oh, anyway, yeah. these are fake teeth right here. <laughs> Whoa. Um, but, yes, we had to sleep in tents, and I didn't like that. I, I'm still not a huge fan of sleeping in tents, although I do it because I love my husband. Mm. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, and just encouraged to, like, shower with the other guys. I never felt super comfortable with that. And 
I um, got made fun of because I didn't want to change in front of the other guys. I still, I value my privacy, but I also don't feel the need to display all of that out there in front of a whole bunch of people. So um, it might have yeah. been a self-confidence thing. I don't know. But either way, it should no. not have been something that I was teased about. No, Seriously. no, not wow. at all. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, that's a, also like the difference between men and women's roles. Like, I just cannot imagine a situation in community where I was like encouraged to show any amount of skin. Ever. Not at all. Like it, it. That's like so beyond me that they would like want you to shower together because we were so like cover up at all times everywhere you know really oh yeah I mean, that doesn't even surprise with each me, other I guess. yeah yeah but it's even, just so yeah. vastly different from completely i mean like i tried to wear a swimsuit while showering and that did not go well um that's horrifying was, yeah it was oh, it was not i'm so sorry that happened well you know there are worse things that happen to better people but still it's not that's sort of the a small part of the culture um, yeah. of the not so pleasant side of community. Um, yeah, gee, like, why didn't you stay? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. At, at no point, I can say pretty comfortably, or confidently, I should say, at no point did I ever feel comfortable in community. Mm-hmm. I always felt a little uneasy, um, except... Well, except when I was with my dad and we were like setting up the sound system because my dad was always yeah. in charge of that. And so we, you know, At I set that meetings. up and I learned a lot of about the sound engineering and music and things like that. Um, so I felt sort of comfortable then. But anytime I wasn't with one of my parents, uh, I felt very, very uneasy. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to like understand more of the like the male perspective of being raised in community because they are so different um even though work of christ camp was like you were at camp with both boys and girls you camped separately and you had you know clearly vastly different experiences so what was what were prayer meetings like as as a as a man because i know like the structure of a prayer meeting for me was like set up the cookies and the lemonade and like watch the kids and then like sneak away and stack 20 chairs and carry them into a pile and show off to the boy I liked real fast and then serve the <laughs> lemonade. And like, so like what was, do you mind just walking us through like prayer meeting structure for you as a, as a man? Yeah. Um, I've got to dust off some memories here, so yeah. bear with me. Um, I can say, um, certainly though, <laughs> huh? I said carefully, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, it's going to take some digging. Um, I will say though, I always wanted to be the one setting up and serving the lemonade, but that's because that's I think I like, yeah. I liked being hospitable yeah. and I wanted to make sure that people were taken care of. Okay. So I think, um, but that, that trait Outside of my parents' house, um, because I would always, you know, for dinner and stuff, I would always try and be helpful to my mom. Um, 
well, my siblings might disagree. They might not think I was super helpful, but I always <laughs> wanted to be helpful in terms of hosting and serving people and things like that. Um, and that personality trait was never uh, nurtured within community um, because it wasn't a man's job. You know, it's not a man's job to host dinners and cook and throw parties and things like that. Um, and so it never, I never really got to do what I wanted. Um, yeah. But, uh, oh, I had a thought here and it came and it left as soon as it came. Wow. Oh my gosh, I had a really good thought. Oh, what I was gonna say actually is that my perspective as a male may not actually be I mean, I know for a fact that it's not going to be the same as so many other males that grew up in community, even ones that have left community. Um, because I, I didn't want to, like, do you, do you remember when we, the kids would, um, we were dismissed essentially for our small groups mm -hmm. uh, while the adult was giving some sort of lecture or something? Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and so the boys and the girls were always separated, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and we would always go and play like football or frisbee or something like that. Um, oh, whoa, that's not fair. <laughs> we had like what? small groups. Huh? Somet I met sometimes we got to play kickball or something, but that was like rare. Yeah, I feel like we yeah, did well, a that's... lot of sharing and feelings. Yes. Oh my gosh, so many. Oh, feelings. there was none of that in these small groups. Yeah, no, there was not a lot of sharing uh yeah in fact i can't remember any quality conversations that we had in those small groups so it was always we would go downstairs and we'd unlock the room and we'd decide what game we wanted to play and it was almost always football or frisbee or yeah. uh and that was like a, other... that was like a two-hour breakaway thing right no, no, the whole prayer like meeting, I think, is two hours. At uh, most. God. I think it might be an hour and a half. I don't, yeah. Who, I look at me acting like I know. Probably like um, it's probably, it was probably like 45 half, minutes, 40, half hour, 45 <laughs> minutes. Or You're like, and that was 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> we spent it felt all like Sunday. <laughs> oh my god, that knocks. <laughs> Right. Well, but may as well have been an entire Sunday because, I mean, on top of getting there early to help set things up, I would always, like, I'd wake up Sunday morning and I would dread when 4.30 came because I'd have to go to this prayer meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'd have to go to Mass first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we usually went to Mass Saturday night. Well, you went night. to the Saturday. I remember that. We oh. did the 11 o'clock Mass and then the 4.30 gathering. And, yeah, it was like, it was like all day because you're home from yeah. Mass by, like, one o'clock if you go to Christ the King and yeah. then you have brunch with your grandma and then it's time to go to the and gallery. And your mom talks to every single person in the room for at least five minutes mm -hmm. just yep. to catch up. And you're <laughs> mm -hmm. all waiting by the car. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my we gosh. never got out yeah. of there. Yeah. Uh, Who has the keys? Who has I was just gonna say <laughs> someone has the keys. Which of the eight of us has the keys? I feel like I need to sue somebody for stealing all of my Sundays as a child. <laughs> I remember thinking at one point, like, this is the rest of my life. <laughs> like, this yeah. is every, every Sunday. 
for the rest what if i have plans what if i need <laughs> to can. do i remember like having a panic about that it was very funny but i started yeah. um sorry one more thought no, on this yeah. tangent um i remember when i stopped going to mass and like sunday mornings would come around and i would feel so like oh i should yeah. be somewhere and then like it took a long time for that to fade just the awareness mm -hmm. of it being sunday morning mm -hmm. and then and you're sinning yeah yeah and i'm <laughs> drinking coffee <laughs> at home when you should be fasting for right. the eucharist <laughs> <laughs> um but then i started following this account from our instagram jackie so yeah you can look it up okay. um I forget what they're called right now, but she posted this graphic that was like things you can do on a Sunday morning since you don't go to church anymore. And it was like, mm. read a book, go for a walk, journal, call a friend, like all these nice things that are still like meditative and, you know, spiritual, spiritual without having to go to church and yeah, lose the keys. Things <laughs> that are actually good for your soul and yeah. your body. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah um i still yeah. go to church every sunday but i get paid for it so <laughs> well yes. that's a good deal yes. you are, <laughs> yeah, is. simon is a uh vocal performer and instructor a uh, very very talented opera singer and performer and all around vocal genius so are you uh, um, a member of the church that you sing at no okay no i have a contract with them so i'm a staff singer um cool. and so that means that i i sing every sunday and then i also sing at funerals or weddings or whatever they need me for um i get paid extra for those um as you should right. yeah um yeah so i forgot what your question oh am i a member of the church no that um because as soon as my contract ends, I'll have to go to another church. And if I became a member of every church that I sang at, I'd be a member chef at like eight churches in South Carolina by now. So, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, if you don't mind, I yes. um, am, am curious to hear if you have any other thoughts about um, prayer meetings, just because I know we wanted to be specific. And I know you say that you don't have necessarily the common male perspective of a community member but in some ways i think that that's an advantage an advantage here because you have the unique ability to see what they expected and you did not adhere because you did not fit in that and i think that that is almost helpful in the dialogue about it um because yeah, like, then you have some... Yeah, you have an awareness of like sometimes if you're so lost in the sauce of like the social <laughs> lost in the sauce, my new favorite saying. <laughs> That's what. Sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my god, lost in the sauce. That's what somebody said about me. <laughs> yes, like two days ago, and I loved it. I'm sorry, that really got me. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I got way too into a okay. scene in one of the Shakespeare shows, and I accidentally, like, 
cut somebody with my nail because I grabbed them too hard and they were like, Jackie got too lost in the sauce. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Uh, Prayer meetings. You know what I mean? This is what happens when we record past 5 p.m. I think this is part of our charm, you know? It's Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, as long as you can follow. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm not Sorry. exactly conducive to that. Um, I think that um, being uh, a male growing up in community, there were definitely some expectations. Well, and there were this. Oh my gosh! It so many times was mentioned at uh prayer meetings um that always got to me um and this just like popped into my head that our wives were supposed to be like in a subservient position to us like verbatim they would say like your yeah, wives you don't... will be subservient i'm just curious That's well like, you don't remember a... that in any of like the the sharings or the talking I or do. whatever i do yeah, yeah that's that's it really didn't sit well uh and there is even actually in that, do you know that Facebook group, the community, Good, Bad, and the Ugly? Yeah. There was something posted uh, on that that was an expectation set. I forgot what the actual document was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically said that exact same thing where like women shouldn't work, uh, they should serve their husbands and all of that. It was from the 70s, but it had never been updated. And so that was still like a, a thing that people abided by and um it made me uncomfortable first and foremost because i was like well i'm not gonna have a wife yeah um so i didn't know how to deal with that um but then i also thought it was just like i because i had a lot of friends that were females and i thought well i don't want to they're all going to be trapped Hmm. in this you know uh in this community and then in whatever marriage they're in um and so that made me nervous. But um, the Jackie, you mentioned that um, earlier you thought, well, this is going to be the rest of my life every Sunday. Mm-hmm. The commitments, like the public commitments or whatever they were called. Yeah. Am I, am I addressing those correctly? Is that what they're called? I believe so. When people no, make like their, they commit their lives about. to community. Yeah. 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 So I always saw that. And that also made me really that brings me back to thinking, well, this is a cult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the, those sort of the lifelong commitments or whatever, and the mm-hmm. things that people have to go through in order to get out of the commitments, things like that. Yeah. Um, there were so many points of anxiety during the prayer meetings, just little things that would be said mm-hmm. that brought a lot of peace to a lot of people and did the exact opposite for me. Um, but I mean, I feel like, male growing up in community the what most people see as male privilege um the community sees as just the roles of men and women right most people with common sense see that as male privilege which is vastly true Mm -hmm. um but for us you know it was always uh instilled in us that men would work and we'd bring home the money and the women would stay home and make lots of babies and make yes. lots of food yep. and throw all the parties and things like that. Um, and so I, I mean, I really, 
I don't know how else to say this, but I felt like I, in some ways, had it easier than at least a lot of the women. Mm. Um, I think that if I were a typical male growing up in the community, I would have also had it a lot easier. Um, <laughs> but just some of the things that they said about women in the community, I just was floored mm. that that was a real thing, that they were still encouraging. It's so archaic. Yeah. Did you right? see it? that language like affecting the men around you like i know like for you you could see that you did not like that but like what how did that affect men from your perspective the way that they would talk about women just like the i mean you know it's that whole saying boys will be boys yeah i don't yes i don't I don't know how much I want to talk about it, but it, yeah, they, um, and I think again, it's because I was part of it was because I was gay because they would always say, Oh, you know, this, this woman is, you know, I don't even know what the exact words, but essentially objectifying, objectifying women. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I could never relate to that because I never found women attractive in that way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it definitely encouraged them to have a certain attitude towards women. Mm-hmm. And I think that they grow up and with the men growing up that way in community and the women growing up that way in community, you often find that they, well, find themselves, right? Uh, mm-hmm. they, they find each other. Um, and that's why it sort of continues to work because they were all, you know, raised that way. Um, and most of the time it sits pretty well with them, uh, because the men are taken care of and in some ways the women are taken care of, not in any way that I think is, uh, (laughs) it's not my idea of how, uh, women can be taken care of, uh, because, you know, it's often, uh, they stay at home and do all the things like we talked about. I think women are obviously perfectly capable of going out and taking care of themselves in terms of working and just having their own independence and that was never encouraged in community yeah at least from what how i understood it obviously i'm talking to two women so you have to tell me if if i'm completely wrong but from my perspective as a man and growing up around a whole bunch of other men in community it was never encouraged that women have their independence financially um, right. or pretty much yeah. any other way, right? But in their minds, um, at least from some of the women that I have talked to, uh, you know, like 10 years ago, obviously I don't talk to too many people in community anymore, but they were thrilled about the idea of getting married and um, getting taken care of, quote unquote, mm-hmm. right? Um, because that's what they were told was the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember starting to think about like, oh, I might have to be financially independent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that became a hyper focus for me because I didn't know if I could do it. Like, I remember feeling like, well, I'm going to move to New York because I don't know if I can do this. And if I can, you know, whatever. If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. You know, <laughs> as they say. And I just really, really needed to prove to myself that I could do it. Um, 
and I did. I survived. So yeah. look at that. Women can do it. Look at that. Um, but that's what, like, you but should also, have the support from community. Yeah. And like my family was super supportive. And I know there are women who like go to live with a different community somewhere at like a gap year or something. And that's, but it's still like so. I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it would have been like if I was still in community and wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also remember hearing a lot about kind of the justifications for it I guess like it's almost like almost like they know it can sound like we're getting the short end of the stick so they kind of want to make sure we know that like it's not it's not about a power imbalance it's not about one gender being better than the other it's all about like God giving different qualities and gifts to the the two (laughs) different genders and that you know this is just our role and this is like what god wants from us and that's beautiful in its own way and men could never do it like i remember hearing that sometimes as a like well a man could never do what you do and like uh meant to make us feel better pat on the head yeah yeah and yet in this and yet in the same breath the story of adam and eve eve is made because adam is lonely (laughs) and made from his rib (laughs) yes but see that's exactly it's so like everything that you just said exact reason why I was never comfortable in community is because all the things they were like well women can do this and men can do this and I'm like but wait I I can't give birth, but I can cook up a hell of a meal. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do those things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, I don't. Yeah, it makes no sense when like activities and skills become gendered, and the world right. does it, but the community does it in such a chokehold of a way, yeah. like in in a way that makes it so hard to even undo. Like, I know we were talking about this in the first episode even when you're out of it like you mm-hmm. can still have these thoughts of like "Ooh, am i allowed to do this or like mm-hmm. is this "Ooh, is this gonna make me look like not feminine or something and right. yeah it's it's just a really interesting um thought pattern that that develops or like thought process training that is done in that right. way yeah. yeah but even the prayer meetings and sort of what it looked like for mm-hmm. males growing up and how we always did those small groups and never really shared anything we always just mm-hmm. went and played sports i mean how yeah. stereotypical can you get right right like what i think <laughs> we had been there had been an environment created where we could share even though it was christian based fine even though it was christian based if we had that space to share, so many more of us would be so much better adjusted. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, totally. uh, in some ways, I was really emotionally stunted and unable to talk about things. And to this day, it's like getting me to talk about things is like pulling teeth. Um, I can do it with Jackie because we go out and we drink and that opens me up and it's great. Always <laughs> <laughs> um, here for you, buddy. <laughs> even thanks. But, um, even my therapist, it took her probably two years to get me to share anything more than like a shallow level, right? Yeah. Um, 
because I had spent so many years of just like, well, men don't share. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you thank know? you for sharing with us today. And yeah. Talking to us yeah. today. I appreciate it. I know it has probably taken a lot of hard work to kind of, like you said, like learn how to do that because you weren't always taught how. Thank you for drawing out the questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you're very emotionally intelligent and very articulate and yeah I really have enjoyed this conversation uh is there anything else that like you feel like you've wanted to say but you haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet um I don't know I mean the we've sort of touched on the big concepts but there's a lot of like really messed up stuff that happens in community that um that I don't understand how people don't see as problematic and I know I keep coming back to this but that's because it was a major point of anxiety not just growing up in community but growing up as a Catholic is being gay right that's not and I don't it's not my whole identity it's not the thing that I want to dwell on too much but mm -hmm. it was a genuine point of um, uh, tension I guess not just, I mean, nobody, how can I say this? There were just things that people said in community that came very naturally to them that didn't res either didn't resonate with me or worried me. Um, yeah. You know, like finding a wife, that's, that's, you know, a big deal, finding a wife, getting married and then becoming a community leader of something, you know, that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, and then just not having anyone to talk about it with, you know, growing up Catholic and in community, you're not necessarily um, exposed to a lot of that part of the world, right? So I didn't know what it was and how to deal with it. Yeah. And there was nobody that I could talk to, right? And then all of these massive gender roles uh, fed into that. And I know that there are a lot of men in community who struggled with the same thing and i know that some of them have worked it out and some of them are still struggling with it and by struggling with it i mean not really dealing with it um and i can't imagine living that way for my entire life um which is one of the massive reasons that i left among many others <laughs> um but it's i know that there are a lot of people who could benefit from having a safe space to talk about that within community, but community yeah. will never be that place. It just won't. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Um, there is a, there are a lot of hard things that, that go on in community and we are hoping to, um, yeah, talk with more people about it. I want to, same curious really quick yeah. if i can that yeah if nobody gets anything else from my episode that they at least feel that they are not stuck yeah um well i think that's part of the whole point of your podcast but um yeah i know that like i am i was so deeply ingrained in community my family is so deeply ingrained in community that i i mean i 
had, I don't know if I had the, I don't want to say courage because it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but the opportunity to leave, right? So I got out. Um, and I want other people to know that if they are going through, no matter how ingrained in the community they are, if they're even going through remotely what I went through, that there is a way out and there are people that they can talk to, myself included. Um, there's always, there's no reason for anyone to feel stuck. Yeah. Um, that was a huge point of anxiety throughout my entire childhood. As it relates to the community, I always felt stuck and at the same time never felt like I belonged. So there's never a reason for anyone to feel like that. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's very good of you. Yeah. Thank you again so much um, for sharing your story with us and um, with everybody. And um, we hope that you have a good night's sleep because it is way past your bedtime. No, I'm not going to fall asleep till like 2 a.m., but Alex is probably going to sleep. <laughs> I should have dripped that in more sarcasm. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Oh, did we keep you up? I'm sorry. No, I actually have been going to bed at like 11. Whoa. Which is very late for me. Little night owl. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening and um, for joining us and um, for following us for a a whole season and into mm -hmm. a second one. We're mm -hmm. super excited to keep talking with you. And thank you again, Simon, for coming on. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe, download. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, <laughs> do something nice for yourself, please. And if you feel shitty, do something nice for someone else. It helps. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.